Good morning. Today is Friday, May 21st, 2021. There are two passages in this week's Torah portion, the Parsha of Nusso. Each of them presents the details of a specific mitzvah, a commandment. Both of these passages, one concerning the subject of Sota and the other the subject of Nazir, both of them are difficult, complicated, somewhat dark, and they take us both uncomfortably close to the private lives of others. Sota involves a ceremony that would take place in the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, when it was standing in, in Jerusalem. And it's a ceremony when a marriage is suffering from doubts and accusations of infidelity. Nazir relates to a person who takes on an oath to abstain from otherwise permitted activities for a certain amount of time. Both of these subjects deserve full treatment of study and analysis to understand them, to try to understand them, including the fundamental question, why should either of these topics be a public matter? I have shared with you in the past a discussion of these topics, and I'm sure we will return to it in the future. But today, I want to focus very briefly on a relatively superficial insight. And that is, what is the connection between these two passages? They are placed sequentially, one after the other in this week's Parsha. Why are they next to each other? What is the connection between the two of them? So Rabbi Yochanan Zweig offers the following insight. And though these two subjects may be very far from our lives, the lesson that emanates from them is relevant to every single one of us. The Talmud explains the word Nazir. That's this person that takes upon themselves stringencies of asceticism that are not required by the Torah, but they take upon themselves these additional stringencies. We discussed an aspect of this last night, actually. And the word Nazir, which is an unusual word in the Torah, is based on a verse where the Torah says, Miyayin v'shechar yazir. A person who is undertaking this should abstain, yazir, abstain, or separate themselves from any wine or any kind of alcohol. Okay, it's a person who abstains, who separates. And the Talmud says, one who sees the tragic ceremony of Sota about the broken marriage with its accusations between husband and wife and recriminations and a breakdown of shalom bias, harmony within the home, a breakdown of a family, a person, a stranger who sees that should at least temporarily abstain from alcohol. <coughs> Excuse me. Because a person 
who sees a tragedy in another person, another family, should realize that I myself, I don't know these people, I have nothing to do with this, but I myself have a susceptibility to the same problem. It could happen to me. And therefore, the Torah says, well, one of the things that leads to problems is excessive alcohol or other kinds of mind-altering substances. A person could do all sorts of things. It releases inhibitions. And therefore, a person should abstain for a certain period of time. I, I, let, me, let me change those words. I don't mean to say that a person should. I mean to say a Nazir is a person who takes upon themselves the desire to undergo this 30-day period, generally 30 days, of abstaining because, listen, 30 days is not going to heal anything. It's not going to solve any problem in 30 days. But 30 days is a period that allows for introspection, a period that allows me time to acknowledge I saw something terrible, I witnessed something absolutely horrible, and I need to recognize no matter who I am, I could get in trouble. I could fail in some serious way. I need to think to myself, is there any way in which I am not on the right track? Any way in which I need to maybe redirect the course of my life? That's the period that is indicated by taking upon this abstention for a, a certain amount of time because I recognize I could potentially fall into the same trap. And this is a tremendously important lesson. Somebody does something terrible and fill in the blanks of what, whatever you think it is. The message the Torah is teaching us is you see someone else do something terrible, despicable, someone acts as a scoundrel, a criminal. The message, I'm, I, have to, I have to deliver the message to myself. Don't think it's so far-fetched. Don't think it is so unrelated to your life that it could never happen to you. It could happen to you. I could make a mistake. You could make a mistake. There is no one who is above falling into a terrible situation. Of course, all of us would like to think, eh, that could never be me. I would never be in such a situation. But the first step to assuring that is to recognize, yes, I could. And I have to take steps in order to ensure that I don't do that. There's an amazing phenomenon on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year. We spend the day in prayer, fasting, dressed in white like angels, purely spiritual day. And then comes Mincha, 
the afternoon prayer. We've been praying all day. We're in the synagogue all day. We're in holiness and thoughts of forgiveness and atonement all day. And in the afternoon, we read a portion from the Torah. I, I, I can't even, I, it's hard for me to even bring myself to describe to you the words of what we read from the Torah publicly, openly on Yom Kippur. Not only don't, a series of prohibitions, don't commit adultery, don't commit incest, don't commit, I mean, the most vile, horrible, I mean, nobody would think of, and on the holiest day, you need to tell me, don't commit incest? That's what, that's what you think that, 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 that I might come to on Yom Kippur? I mean, it just, it just boggles the mind to hear that being read as if that's the message that I need to hear on the holiest day. Don't be a, a vile, horrible scoundrel who uh, is despicable. That's, that's the message. Yes, that's the message. You think you're so holy. You think you're so pure. You think you are so far away from sin. Just because it's Yom Kippur, just because you're fasting, just because you're praying, you think that's going to insulate you from committing even a terrible sin? No, it won't. Don't be so cocky. Don't be so assured of yourself. Greater than you, I'll say it about myself, greater than me. Well, that's not saying much. Whoever you think of as the greatest person that you know, greater than that person has succumbed to temptation, to pressure. Don't ever think you can relax your ground. I remember a number of years ago, after a particularly painful episode of a rabbi being um, caught and found guilty of a terrible crime. Horrible. I don't mean to indicate that it only one time, unfortunately, it's, it's something that has happened, but this was particularly horrible and painful. And I received a lot of help then from my professional organization, the RCA, Rabbinical Council of America, who recognized that all of us rabbis were in shock, were traumatized that one of our colleagues who we had respected, I had respected, had done such a despicable thing. And to its credit, the RCA provided guidance and teaching and brought in professionals to address all of us in how to be able to respond and how to be able to make sure that none of us, God forbid, ever do such a thing. And I remember one of the things the professional said is, you know what the first step to making sure that something terrible doesn't happen? Recognize that you could do it also. Recognize that you could succumb also. Because if you don't recognize that, if you think, oh, no, 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 that's just, that's, uh, that, I would never, that's never, uh, then you'll never take the steps necessary to protect, to guard against it happening. Take a step. Take some time to, to introspect about what ways you can take to be more cautious, more careful. And I want to be clear. 
Simply not drinking alcohol for 30 days does nothing. <laughs> Anybody can go without alcohol for 30 days. I mean, you know, <clears throat> doesn't make you into a Nazir. A Nazir, Rashi says this, Ein Nazira Bukhalmakam El Aprisha. Becoming a Nazir doesn't simply mean you're not drinking wine. It means you have taken upon yourself the obligation to temporarily not drink wine in order to work on yourself, to make sure that you are going in the right direction. When you see something terrible, again, I'm not addressing the question of why we should be seeing this. That's a separate issue. But when you see something terrible, don't feel smug. Take upon yourself some action. The problem with that, of course, is what holds us back from taking such a step? Well, one reason might be the fear of being stigmatized. If I take a public step in the aftermath of someone else's uh, scandal, maybe somebody will think that, God forbid, maybe there's some connection with me to this, to this uh, terrible subject, which of course, could, nothing could be further from the truth. How do we prevent someone else from looking at me taking this step and saying, well, uh, presumably you've got some, something going on there. The Torah refers to this person as a Nazir. So I share with you before, the Talmud says, based on the verse, Nazir, from the word Yazir, to separate, to abstain. But the word Nazir means something else also. The word Nazir is connected to the word Nazir, which means a crown. And Rabbeinu Bechaye, one of our medieval co classic commentators on the Torah, invokes one of the verses in this passage, a person who does this, the crown of God's holiness is upon his or her head when they do this. A person who acknowledges that there is potentially a, defici a deficiency within me, that I need to take steps to avoid coming to such a terrible outcome. That is a person who is not disdained by others or suspected by others. That is a person who is elevated in the eyes of others, who wears a crown of holiness because they recognize, yes, it could happen to me. And I must take concrete steps to ensure that it does not happen to me. Because if I don't take any concrete steps, I cannot be assured that I will avoid the same pitfall. My friends, it's a terribly applicable lesson. Yes, we want not to be judgmental. Yes, we want not to be putting our noses in other people's business. But the fact of the matter is we do see things and we do hear things. And when we do see something and we hear something, we shouldn't be smug. We shouldn't be cocky. We should not be judgmental of them. We should look inward and think about steps to take to ensure that we do not come to the same low place. 
My friends, I want to wish you all a great day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.